Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis solo here for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern. Which we do weekdays 2 to 4. You can always check out the show on demand anytime you want. Just go to podcast, search Scout Fantasy Sports, hit subscribe, and you'll be notified whenever new episodes are uploaded. You can follow all my work, scoutfantasysports.com. We've got a ton of content up there right now. Uh, got actually a mock draft uh, for, fan- for football, and obviously we'll have a couple more of those coming uh, over the next uh, week or so as the NFL draft is about three weeks away. So you can check that out. Uh, 2019 NFL Mock Draft 2.0 from Riley Bymaster. We have our week two positional rankings from Sean Childs. Uh, so tons of content there. I'll have my stock watch, two-star pitcher articles this week as well. And if you have any questions, you could ask them on the message boards and the forums for members. Got some questions about fantasy basketball and baseball up there today. So you know, this is a good opportunity where you can lay out the specifics, specifically catered to your league, and we can take care of you. So we, we got you covered, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, NASCAR, every sport we have you covered, as well as ScoutDFS.com, as we were talking about previously. A lot of success so far in MLB DFS, guys winning a lot of money. It's not too late. Come on over. Take advantage. ScoutDFS.com, whether it's MLB, NBA, PGA, MMA, uh, NHL as well. Remember, there's still money to be made during the playoffs. Obviously, the playoffs are approaching for the NHL and NBA, but they're still DFS late. So we got you covered with an optimizer, write-ups, articles, Slack chat leading up to lineup lock. So plenty of ways to... uh, have you covered so make sure you check it out today and join us in vegaswhispers.com for your sports betting needs where they've been giving out an occasional free pick as well yesterday they gave out seattle uh to win over boston and they did so uh, a little extra money in your pocket there if you followed uh, the free pick given away by vegas whispers again check them out vegaswhispers.com on twitter at vegas whispers you can follow me on twitter at adam ronis and on the gram at aron88 Coming up in this hour, we'll have Steve Renner from ScoutDFS.com to get you ready for the slate today in DFS. There is no afternoon baseball today. All night games, we do have afternoon baseball the next couple of days, so that's good. I always like when there's some day baseball on, uh, but we'll get into some of the news here. Uh, we got a little more news on Yankees third baseman Miguel Anduar. He is hopeful that he can avoid surgery. The preliminary tests were positive. He says he feels good. His shoulder is strong, and he was able to finish the game the other day when he got hurt. He's not thinking about surgery right now. He didn't think the injury was serious. He just felt discomfort the next day. So, again, not really an indication of anything. Uh, 
players are always going to be optimistic. They never want to think about surgery. So you definitely have to take that into account. And the only thing you can do right now is kind of wait it out and see what happens. And hopefully you have a DL spot, you put them on it and, you know, you understand that you're going to have to get a short-term option for now, but it could be long-term, and it might be a, a trade situation. But if you do have Miguel Anuhar and you're searching for some answers, trying to figure out who to pick up, uh, you can uh, contact us. Let us know uh, whether it's calling into the show here or on ScoutFantasySports.com on the message boards and let us know, okay, here are my options. Who do I pick up? And we'll help you out. Daniel Murphy is going to miss at least a month with a left Index finger avulsion fracture. Uh, I think we're still going to see if there's some ligament damage, but it's at least a month for Murphy, which is just terrible news because this is a guy that was taken fourth, fifth round and would have loved to see him rake in Coors Field. I really think he was uh, going to hit potentially 340. He had that upside. Obviously, big trade. To, not big trade, but Kevin Pillar, the Blue Jays, trade him to the Giants. He is expected to be in uniform for the Giants tonight. Uh, obviously, it's a tough ballpark to hit in. Pilar, not much upside. You kind of know what you're getting. A little pop, a little speed. He is getting older. And uh, for the Blue Jays, uh, Anthony Alford gets the uh, call up. And we'll see how much playing time he gets because he definitely has some speed. And the Blue Jays going with a youth movement here, getting rid of Kendrys Morales. And the right thing to do, obviously, we'll see Vladimir Guerrero Jr. called up soon. So, certainly... Someone to look at in deeper formats for sure, definitely in 15-team leagues where it's really difficult to uh, find some outfielders. So uh, certainly taking a look there, uh, he could be on the waiver wire and he might be able to help you out. Uh, we'll get to some of the lineups uh, that are out later on in the show uh, to give you an idea of what to do, uh, whether it's DFS or if you're in a daily seasonal league and you're trying to figure out who to play. Uh, so we'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, some of the things that stood out from yesterday, uh, Mike Clevenger was absolutely filthy yesterday. And anyone who has kind of followed my work, looked at the rankings, know that I was very high on Clevenger. I think I had him top 15 for pitching. Uh, he was someone that I drafted in the NFBC auction. I drafted him in the GDD League here in New York with some people in the industry. Uh, I kept him in my home league for, I think, like 22 bucks. You know, there's inflation with keeper league. So if I had sent him back, I think you would have went for at least 30 and possibly more. Some people had some real cheap keepers. But, you know, really like Clevenger. And 12 strikeouts yesterday did walk uh, three guys. And that's uh, something that we saw really improve last year. But just absolutely filthy stuff. Throwing 96, 97. And I know... It wasn't against a great lineup, but keep in mind, this AL Central is not good. I mean, he'll face the Twins lineup, which I like and is improved, although there are strikeouts in that lineup, but he's going to get to face the White Sox, the Royals, the Tigers. That's just phenomenal for your fantasy value. So Cleverger allowed one hit, walked three, and struck out 12. He left the game with a one nothing lead, but that Indians bullpen could not secure the lead. The Indians did wind up winning, and Brad Hand got a save, but man, Clevenger. Uh, I, I don't think he was undervalued in drafts because you had to take him in the fourth round. Some people might have felt like that it was too early, and that's one start. I'm not going crazy over here, but we saw last year. The guy threw 200 innings and struck out 207. It's just we don't get that much anymore. My biggest concern is this Indians offense, and how many games is he going to win? You know, They were better last year, and he won 13 games pitching 200 innings. So 
that might be the biggest issue is when you take someone that early as a pitcher, you're hoping for 15, 16 wins. Now, we cannot measure that. And the way the game has changed, pitchers not going as deep into games. They're just not going to get as many wins. But Cleverger is a guy that can go deep into games. You know, he pitched seven innings. Doesn't sound like a lot, but how many guys uh, went seven innings in their uh, first game this year? So uh, he was, the walks were not awful. He was just missing, especially on the outside corner on a couple of them. But it was definitely encouraging to see the 12 Ks and the one hit. And I uh, definitely think Cleverger has a big year this year. And uh, again, I'm invested myself, took him in, in quite a few leagues. I think I spent around 22, I believe, in the NFBC auction. Uh, so yeah, I have quite a bit of Mike Cleverger. Took him in the great fantasy baseball invitational early round four. That was just a, a brutal draft where a lot of guys were pushed up. So uh, was happy to get him there. I mean, Ivan Nova on the other side was actually pretty good as well. Seven innings, one or run, four strikeouts. But again, he is a guy that took advantage of a real weak Indians lineup. You have to take that into account. The Indians are a team you do want to pick on now. Certainly in DFS, it is just an abysmal lineup. Basically pitch around Jose Ramirez, and you should be fine. It's really a bad situation right now there in Cleveland. And uh, there's a lot of lineups like that in baseball, and it's – an advantage in DFS, obviously. And it's something that you have to look at uh, even when you're streaming in daily formats. They are a team you want to pick on right now because they just have a lot of weak bats in that lineup. We saw an encouraging outing from Jordan Hicks yesterday. Obviously, he uh, uh, blew a save uh, on Sunday, but he bounced back here yesterday to throw two, uh, an inning and a third. Two hits, a run, uh, and a strikeout. So he was able to get the win. Actually, two innings. Uh, one walk, two strikeouts. So definitely an encouraging game for him. Gant got the save for the Cardinals. He's not the closer. The game went extra innings and went 11. Both teams were sloppy on this uh, on this side. Something to keep an eye on is Dexter Fowler. He left this game with an ankle injury and haven't seen any news updates yet. Uh, we'll be interested to see if he's in the lineup today. Now, the question is, okay, if he's out, who plays right field? Uh, Jose, Martin Jose Martinez needs to be in the lineup. This guy can hit, if you remember. Uh, Josh Hader has been a guy that's dominated so far this year. And in that game, uh, one of the games over the weekend, Martinez hit that deep fly ball that Lorenzo Cain robbed for a home run. I mean, you don't see many guys drive the ball off Josh Hader the way Jose Martinez did. So we know he can hit. He just cannot play the field. And obviously he's blocked at first base with Paul Goldschmidt. And the question is, do they have enough confidence to use him in right field if Dexter Fowler is out? Because they also have Tyler O'Neill, who also came into this game, went one for three with an RBI. So that's why, and I mentioned this during yesterday's show, you know, one of the difficult decisions we have to make right now when we go to the waiver wire is who to cut. Because we just had drafts a week or two ago, and then sometimes the cut is clear. You make, maybe you drafted someone two, three weeks ago, they're hurt, they're not playing as much, it's an easy cut. But Jose Martinez was a guy that I had to make a decision with over this weekend. I have him in the NFBC auction with my partner, Brian Ambos, and we were discussing that. I also have him in the uh, Greenwich Street Tavern League where I took him late. And, you know, he's got the flexibility to play first base and outfield. And, you know, you look at the first few games of the season and you go, look, he's not going to play that much. Do I cut him? But you realize that all it takes is one injury. This guy goes into the lineup and he can crush. So in both leagues... I held on to him, and 
I don't know if I will be able to hold on to him for multiple weeks. A lot's going to depend on what happens. We'll see what the extent of the Dexter Fowler injury is. Does he miss time? And then what do they do? Do they go with Tyler O'Neill? Do they go with Martinez? Do they play both? That's why, you know, you don't want to make these rash decisions and make some cuts because things could happen at the same time. If there is someone on the waiver wire that you feel good about, then you kind of have to go out and get them. So it always is a tricky situation this early in the year as you're trying to figure it out. So, you know, it could be, it could work out, especially if a Fowler, uh, you know, has a situation where he has to miss time. But again, I haven't seen any news on that. And we'll see if Fowler is in the lineup today. Uh, we talked a little bit about Domingo Herman earlier. Very good outing for him outside of the walk. Five scoreless innings, five walks, seven strikeouts. So, you know, again, this was a guy who I had in my two-start pitching article where I said, you use him this week. He has Detroit and Baltimore. I mean, even if you struggle with your command, put runners on base against teams like that, you can get away with it. Uh, it's ideally you want to see that cut down, but he is a guy that I had and also one of my scout 44s. And, you know, the scout 44s are 12 team leagues, 44 rounds. So in a league like that, you know, you shouldn't need to use a guy like Domingo Herman. But I just looked at the matchups and I said, I got to play this guy. I can't remember who I benched. Obviously, so many leagues, so many decisions. But I used Herman this week. Obviously, it worked out here in day one. He got the strikeouts and he got the win. So it worked out there. Here uh, for uh, week one, Brandon Lau is going to get a lot of at-bats here with the injury to Joey Wendell. He is going to sit against lefties, so you have to keep that into account. If you're in a league with uh, weekly lineups, what you got to do is look at the slate for the week ahead, and then you got to determine, okay, how many lefties he's going to face. Now, in the NFBC, you can do Monday through Thursday, and then you could change your lineup Friday. So it's kind of easy to do. You know, you go look if he's got four games, two are against lefties. Okay, you know he's probably going to play two games. Then you have to look at your other options. Do you have someone that has three games, four games? Are their pitching matchups better? And make the decision accordingly. So we're seeing a lot of platoons right now, and you have to look at that when uh, you're making your decisions. Brad Peacock with an impressive start yesterday. He went six and two-thirds. He allowed one on run, two hits, no walks, and five Ks. So, you know, he's a good pitcher. We saw him have success as a starter a couple years ago. He was very good out of the bullpen last year. Definitely was someone that I wanted late in the draft. Now, he's going to have to continue to pitch well to keep the spot in the rotation. You know, this might be a guy that you might not see him in the rotation the whole year. Obviously, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Astros go out and acquire a starter, but they also have a couple good in-house options. You know, you could see Josh James get into the rotation at some point. Forrest Whitley has got to be called up at some point. But for now, you just get ready for uh, – you, you run Peacock out there. You know, 65 innings last year out of the bullpen. He was very good. Uh, we saw what he did as a starter back in 2017. He had a very good year. So he's had success as a starter before, and you want to invest in Astros pitching. We've just seen them do a really good job with pitchers. Uh, uh, John Duplantier, we mentioned, he pitched three scoreless innings yesterday and got the save. So he is uh, someone that they'll probably use out of the bullpen for now, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we see him in the starting rotation at some point. Chad Pinder, you know, I was really excited about him before the Kendrys Morales edition. He homered yesterday. He had three RBIs. Uh, 
I just want to see the playing time be consistent. If he does get it, he is very intriguing. You know, the Marlins are not a good team, but they do have a lot of good pitchers. I mean, Caleb Smith uh, was solid yesterday. Now, they went easy on him. He only won five innings, two earned runs. He struck out eight. And it's crazy. When you look at this Marlins pitching staff right now, there are some good arms. These are all guys that you can potentially own at this point with Smith and Lopez, Richards, uh, Urena, who goes tonight, not a fan of him, but uh, the other guys definitely have some value. You do have to take into account, though, that you know they are not going to go deep in a game, so they're not going to get the offensive run support. And uh, we saw Qatar pitch very well the other day as well with eight scoreless innings. An update here on Andrew Heaney. He's been diagnosed with chronic changes in his left elbow, so he's going to miss uh, you know a couple more weeks. But you know I dropped Heaney in the league where I just didn't have any DL spots. Definitely concern anytime you hear about an elbow, and certainly there's a chance that he can make it back. But uh, if you don't have the room to stash him, I think uh, he's an okay drop at this point because we don't know exactly when he's going to be back, and there's definitely a risk with him, a guy that has had a history of injuries. But when we return, I'm going to be joined by Steve Renner, ScoutDFS.com. We're going to go in-depth and look at the slate tonight. The guys have been on fire at ScoutDFS. Who are the plays you need tonight? Find out next. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions. Man, you've been on Cleveland for years when they suck, and now they get good, and you're going to go down this road by going against them. Not necessarily. You I know what it. I mean? It's like the cut of meats uh, should be $5.99 a pound. You want it for $8.99? I'll go, I'll go elsewhere. I'll shop elsewhere. There's 31 other items uh, I could purchase. That's the way I look at it. Everything's got to come back to, to meat uh, with can. <laughs> so. Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronos here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Tuesday afternoon, getting you set for the day in baseball as we have no day games today, which sucks, man. I love day baseball, but we get some day baseball the next two days. Again, check us out, scoutfantasysports.com as well as scoutdfs.com. 
whether it's baseball, basketball, hockey, MMA, PGA, we got you covered. And the guys are definitely on fire for the baseball side. A lot of winning screenshots and a lot of success over the first few days. And a part of that team is Steve Renner, ScoutDFS.com. Steve, what's up? Adam, how you doing? Yeah, if you like day baseball, Wednesday and Thursday is a dream come true for you because it's loaded. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, you know, during the show, I could have a game on in the background. I got the Mets home opener on Thursday. Was hoping to go. Doesn't look like it at this point. But, uh, yeah, I love the day baseball, uh, you know, while I'm writing and doing the show. It's just great to have it on. But you guys have been crushing it over there. Uh, some really uh, under-the-radar picks last night that worked. Why don't you talk a little about that? Let people know because, look, we want people to win. And ScoutDFS.com, that's where the winners are at. Absolutely, and I'll tell you, it, it goes back to over the weekend, had a, had a sub who hit for 10K uh, on DraftKings on Saturday night, which was a, a great night, a continuation of the the great opening weekend. And I'll tell you, one of the uh, teams that we've been um, either on or attacking has been the Dodgers based upon who they're facing, and they've either been one of our favorite stacks or a team that we've even used a, a sneaky pitcher against. So one under-the-radar guard last night was Drew Pomerantz, but the big one was you know uh, David Hess for the Orioles. Been attacking the Blue Jays, who for some reason remain chalk every single night. Um, I, I'm not going to go that same with Cashner, certainly, but uh, Hess has been a guy who, who paid, has pitched well in, in the past last year, and we went there and, and had a you know really good start with him. And overall, last night and the weekend, it's been you know for me personally, I've, I've cashed on every night at least on one of the sites and on um, many of the nights on, on multiple sites. But the the thing I'm most proud of is just seeing our members who. We're able to come in. You can read through the content. You can understand why we're giving you advice on certain picks. Um, if, if, you know, between me and Chris and Rob and Fantasy Bum, if we do have a disagreement, we'll explain the differences of opinion on it. But we keep it narrow. We keep it simple. We're not listing, you know, every single team and option on the slate. And I think that that's helped really people minimize the mistakes. And that's the big thing in MLB DFS. If you minimize your mistakes, you'll have success. Uh, what has been the key to success so far? Has it been avoiding the chalk that has failed? I mean, obviously in baseball, we know how difficult this game is. As good as Mike Trout is, he can go 0-4 in a given night. I know the Houston Bats were kind of popular last night, and they fizzled in Texas. Is, has been avoiding some of that popular chalk that has fizzled been a, a big key so far? Yeah, that and I'd say um, either if there's one spot that, that we really want to go heavy in, we'll, we'll go heavy in that. But for the most part, it's been um, it's been being balanced. I mean, that lineup that I talked about that hit for, for five figures on Saturday night didn't have more than two players from one team. And, and that's with the Dodgers scoring 18 runs on, on Saturday night. So it's really been... Uh, you know, optimizing the approach to make sure that um, that you get success everywhere. Been very good on the pitching thus far, so we're looking to certainly keep that going. Um, you know, spending up when you feel it's appropriate, and then also, you know, not taking too many guys that aren't going to go deep. And but you know, the, the thing is, Adam, with baseball, you know, you get big slates every day, but they're they're different. You know, some days like on Sunday, you know, you had a slate where every pitcher seemed to do well, and then last night going into it, seemingly. You know, there's basically one or two arms that you looked at and said, okay, I kind of trust these guys, and then everyone else was just, you know, dog garbage. So it, it's, it's understanding the slate and putting together the right line of construction based upon what's out there. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. Every slate is different. You know, you could say one night it's a good night to stack a team because of the matchup. Maybe there's another day where you don't love the stacks. Maybe there's a couple that stand out. You do right. have to take that into account that every slate is different, and, 
you know, people just kind of want a general answer. Well, how do I play? Well, each night is different, and I think that's a good point to hammer home uh, for the people who are a little bit inexperienced at kind of just playing DFS baseball for the first time. Let's take a look at tonight's slate. We have a couple of dominant pitchers on the slate, Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. We know they're going to be pricey. Are you interested in either guy tonight? Very interested in Max uh, because of a little bit of narrative here. And um, I kind of joke that I, I think it'd be funny if he just walked McCutcheon and walked Segura and then said, all right, I want Bryce Harper now. And I, I think that there's a lot to that. We, we know Max is a very fiery competitor on the mound. Uh, it's going to be cooler. There might be a little bit of rain at the beginning of the game, but they, I think they'll definitely play the game because the Nationals want to get this one in. Um, and look, I, I came into the season thinking that Philly was going to be a great home team. When they go on the road, they weren't going to be as solid. I'm willing to pay up for Max tonight because I think he has uh, an extreme strikeout upside. And we saw, surprisingly, he went deep in his first outing. And, you know, Max being that competitor, I don't think there's any issue with him going deep into the game. Certainly Verlander, there's nothing negative to say about him um, in Texas going up against that, that Texas lineup. If anything, you might give up a solo home run here or there, so I think he's fine. But I like Scherzer's ceiling a ton, um, and I think the common approach for everyone today is, is going to be to avoid Chris Sale based upon, one, his first start. Two, you know, kind of going under mention is that you know, Sandy Leone was his catcher all the time last year, and they, they released him. And so I think that that has a little bit of issue with him. But if you want to come off Max, the, the only other guy that I like at the, at the very top is Jose Barrios going up against the Royals. I, I think it's a very soft matchup for him um, in a, a pretty good park. You know, he's not going to give up any ton of home runs there, not that Kansas City hits any home runs at all. And I would go with, with Barrios um, a lot more over other options like Sale or Blake Snell today. But, yeah, I, I have Max on two of my three drafting lineups, and I have him on FanDuel as well. Talking to Steve Renner, ScoutDFS.com, looking at the baseball slate for tonight. Uh, Dr. Otto was saying he was thinking about Zach Greinke, thinking he'll be low-owned. He's coming off a terrible outing, going against the Padres. Any interest in Greinke tonight on DraftKings? He's 7,600. Yeah, so interesting that Doc said that. I didn't catch that. Uh, Greinke was one of the first guys I looked at. He's always pitched well in Petco Park. Um, I think that there's a lot of young bats in that lineup that he'll be able to, to kind of trick, and he's had success against the veterans there. The only thing with Grinky is a lot, like I mentioned with Sale, his catcher was always Jeff Mathis, and they even talked about that they've been tinkering around who his catcher is going to be this season. So I have a little concern with that, but Grinky at 7,600 on DraftKings, it really feels like they're, they're baiting us to take him there. It's a good bounce-back spot. I like Arizona offensively again today to help him get the um, and, you know, the Dodgers, I, I was all over the Dodgers on opening day against Grinky, but that to me was a lot more the Dodgers' history against him and, and how they profile. And this San Diego lineup, um, you know, it's going to get going at some point, but right now it seems to be very sporadic. So I do like Grinky kind of in that mid-range. I have him as a sneaky arm, and I, I agree he'll be pretty low on because I think people are scared of him with his, his velocity dip. Oh, for sure. And you know people remember that first game, and yep. they will not go back to him. Uh, so, yeah, the price is definitely enticing. How about Hyunjin Ryu against the Giants? When this guy has been healthy, he's been really good. He was good in his first outing. We know the Giants are not the strongest offense here. Uh, is Ryu on your radar tonight? I didn't go Ryu just because I looked at him and I said, for his price range, I'll go with, with uh, Berrios, who I, I think is, is going to have equal upside against Kansas City. Um, certainly the Giants are a team that we can pick on, especially with left-handed pitching. We did it last night with Urias. Um, and Ryu should go deeper into the game than, than Urias did. 
Uh, I actually it would be tempted more, and just because you know, for you, I'd prefer to go Barrios. If you want to be very really weird in that game, I'd be tempted to go with Bumgarner because we've been attacking the Dodgers with left-handed pitching. I know Enrique Hernandez is going to be popular because of his history against him, uh, but you know, Bumgarner is, is someone that I'm still not ready to completely write off there. I just don't know that he gets the run support. Um, it, it's probably going to be a lot like last night's game. But f- for me with Ryu, if, if I'm in that spot, I'm going to go with Barrios instead. I know the price is maybe too high on DraftKings with Marcus Stroman at 8500 but he's 74 in Fandle going against the Orioles. He was solid his first time out, although he did issue several walks. But is Marcus Stroman a cheaper option that you can consider on Fandle tonight? No, not enough strikeouts for me. Um, and the way that the bats are priced on Sandal today, you don't need to to really worry about getting too cheap on on pitching. Um, and, and over there at seventy four hundred, yeah, he may look tempting, but Stroman's not a guy that really tempts me. And the Orioles, look, we joke that we don't know who half these guys are, but they are hitting. And I tell you, if you had bet the Orioles the last three days, which I've done, you're doing pretty well with them. I'm what were they what, the- on the money line? You bet them. Oh yes. What were, what were oh, the yes. what were the uh, money lines? Just curious uh, if you remember. Over the weekend, they uh, yeah back on oh. Saturday, I want to say they were up like plus three hundred against the Yankees, um, and then it's it's come down. Last night it was only plus one seventy. Right. But, yeah, because of the match. Um, yeah, exactly. But you know, hey, at some point they're going to fall off, right? And they're going to start losing off of this. But Toronto's not a very good team. We saw them trade Pilar again today. Um, so I, I just I don't have a lot of love with, with Stroman because A, the strikeouts, and B, I, I'm not confident that he actually wins today. Talking to Steve Renner, ScoutDFS.com, previewing the slate in DFS tonight. You guys have been pretty good at nailing these cheap pitchers. Uh, an SB2 on DraftKings for cheap that has come through. Uh, who are the pitchers tonight? Are there any cheap pitchers that you can consider uh, on a site like DraftKings where you have to use two pitchers? It's a, it's very thin today, and I'll tell you that the chalky ones first are going to be Jason Vargas and Jose Urena with each other in Miami. Pitchers Park, neither lineup is perceived to be that good. Um, I lean on the Vargas side just because Urena does have that, you know, came off that last start where he left early with the, with the knee banged up. The Mets have, you know, a more competent lineup in terms of their, their bats, um, but I think people there at sub 6K, if you're going max, you could plug in either one of these guys. Uh, the Marlins have not been walking at all, which to me, when you're dealing with a cheap arm, is, is one thing to look at because that's where they tend to get in, in trouble. So uh, I'll take a shot with Vargas. I'm not expecting much out of him. My long shot pitcher of the day uh, is a little bit of a kind of law of averages. I think that you know one team is, is playing better than they are and the other is playing worse than they are. That's Trevor Cahill going up into Seattle, and we've seen Seattle just tear the cover off the ball so the, to start the season. Uh, but I, I just look at this game, and I think that the Angels are, are a locked underdog play tonight. And Cahill for 6,600 of all the cheap options out there is the one that I would take a shot with today because he's going to throw 100 pitches in my opinion, and I think that he can uh, negate the Seattle power a little bit today. I'm not going to mention anything about the Marlins lineup. I joked yesterday, I'm like, Starling Castro hitting cleanup for this team. Not how pathetic. And then I go watch him hit two two run homers, and he hit one. I was watching, and so I'm hit the home run off Mets. I'm like, I knew I should have kept my mouth shut. But hey, the Mets did get the victory. That's all that matters. Uh, looking at some stacks for tonight, who are two or three stacks that you're pretty high on for the night? Got to be high on Houston again. Shelby Miller. Is is known for walking a lot of batters, uh, and the, shockingly, he's still pitching in in the bigs. 
And I, I know Houston disappointed some people yesterday, but um, to me, you look at a guy like Carlos Correa, if you're on FanDuel today, he's only $3,000. He looked really good at the plate last night, um, and, and he's a guy that I think is, is a locked play over there in FanDuel. 4600 on DraftKings isn't as much of an automatic play, but I really like Houston. I think guys are going to get on base, which opens up kind of the bottom of the order. Uh, Josh Reddick is always the Shelby Miller. He's a good value play. A guy like Michael Brantley, uh, Yuli Gurriel, if he's in the lineup as well. So I really like that Houston lineup kind of from uh, Bregman and Correa on. Uh, they're, they're kind of the, the number one play on the slate today, which is kind of the most obvious. After that, there's going to be some value that people are going to try to pick off of Toronto against Kashner, and I'm okay with one or two guys. We saw, for whatever reason, Baltimore pulled Hess last night and with the no-hitter, and then you get to Grichuk, who was fairly popular, and he jacks one out. I think he could run into that again today. I like Billy McKinney, but I'm not going to stack Toronto. The, the other stacks that I would take a shot on are going to be, I think, lower-owned. I like it against Brad Keller, and I'm very high on Keller. Um, certainly being a Royals fan, I think he's going to pitch well, but this Twins team, to me, is going to be able to put the bat on the ball. It's a big park. They've got plenty of speed at the bottom of the order, too, and I like the Twins kind of really one through nine, uh, but with the heart of that order, they get a Rosario gets going to they're like Jonathan Scope at a very weak position today at second base. So, uh, to me, I've got Houston and Minnesota as, as kind of my two main targets. And then I'm going to go back to Arizona again today. Eric Lauer does not get swinging strikes at all. Um, I, I'm not a big believer in him. I know I saw there was a lot of you know chatter that people were putting in fab bids for him over the weekend, and I, I just don't see it with him. I think he's probably the Padres' worst pitcher right now. And uh, I'll go back to Arizona. Adam Jones. San Diego native had a big game last night. Uh, David Peralta has always hit well there. And then Christian Walker is tearing the cover off the ball, and he's really pushing for playing time every day, even when they do face a righty in the future. But against a lefty like Lauer, I think Christian Walker is a locker room run tonight. Yeah, I actually had him in a lineup last night, took him out, uh, should have left him in. You're right, and uh, for week leagues too, I mean, it's too late now, but you got to look at that early in the week. They're facing five lefties this week. So uh, I saw that, and I was like, all right, Jake Lamb, not in the lineup this week if you have him, uh, because mm-hmm. they've already said that he's got to earn playing time against left-handed pitching, which he struggled against last year. And uh, you're right, if Walker continues to hit, he should be in there. Uh, well, I did see I did see that they were rolling. Uh, Jake Lamb was taking some grounders at third. So hopefully, you know, maybe that's a sign that they're going to give Walker a little bit longer leash here. Yeah, that's uh, certainly people who have Walker in deeper formats or, or looking to play him in DFS certainly hope uh, that is the case. Who are some of the value bats that you like tonight? You are right. I mentioned it in the first hour. You know, Doc asked me for a couple plays. Correa, 3,000 on FanDuel, lock him in. He was hitting the ball really hard yesterday. Uh, who are some of the other value plays that may be a little cheaper that you like tonight? Well, my least favorite guy, Matt Adams, is also $2,000 on, on FanDuel. I know that the, the – it's not perfect for hitting in, in D.C., but it is Zach Eflin, who has extreme road splits being poor on the road, and the Phillies, um, yeah, I think, are definitely a team that you can target here. So, you know, Matt Adams at, at 2K over there on Fandle is a guy to target. On, and really, overall, on Fandle, I think if you pick him um, and you look at Correa and, and maybe one cheap value bat in the outfield, you'll do well there. But I mentioned Adam Jones over on DraftKings. He's still under 4K in the outfield. Do not spend on catcher tonight. I'm going bare minimum. Uh, I'm not going all the way down to Jeff Mathis, bare minimum, but uh, it's a suit crate for Baltimore. 2,900 is really about as high as I want to go there. Um, so you, you don't want to spend there. You don't want to spend at second base. I like Jonathan Scope, uh, kind of the bottom of the order for 
the Twins, and then you want to find, like I said, a, a value bat in the outfield. Uh, one other guy to mention, I mentioned Anaheim is going to do, uh, in my opinion, pretty well today. If Zach Bozart is leading off at 3,700 against Marco Gonzalez, I think that he could be in a really good spot. He's going to be hitting in front of Trout, who um, shockingly did not homer off King Felix because he got hit by a pitch, but Trout has the same upside against Marco Gonzalez today. So Cozart Trout is a good way to start, uh, but Cozart being the, the value guy, and really all those Anaheim bats are, are pretty cheap today. And who are a couple high-priced bats that you would pay up for tonight? I mean, I hate to say it, but Mike Trout, don't, don't forget Mike Trout. Uh, he's got just as good a numbers against Marco Gonzalez, just not as large of a, of, of a sample size. Um, but, you know, don't, don't forget about him there. I think a lot of people were on him yesterday for good reason, but you got to go back to that. Uh, I'll give you a sneaky play. I'm not, like I said, very high on Blake Snell because he didn't face a lot of batters in spring training. Um, and both you know, Arenado and Blackman really teed up the ball well last night. Blackman just pulled a, a home run foul. Colorado's going to get going even on the road, even in the bad uh, hitter's park. So Arenado at 4,100 on DraftKings today is about as low as you'll ever get him. And, yeah, I think he's going to have a, a pretty good game for, uh, for his price tag there. So that's someone that I would look at. All right, that is Steve Renner, ScoutDFS.com. Head on over there now, get the articles, and take advantage of win money. Steve, thanks a lot. Good luck tonight. Thanks, Adam. We'll talk to you. All right, when we return, we'll wrap up the show. We'll take a look at some lineups that have been out, and it'll help you set you up for your lineups tonight here on Scout Fantasy Sports. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Reason number 12 why you should own a Thermospas hot tub? They require no attachment to your home's plumbing. Thanks to the Thermospas unique built-in thermofiltration system that filters the water an incredible 144 times a day, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Call to receive your free DVD videos and brochure and find out how you can own a Thermospas hot tub for only a few dollars a day. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon, including free delivery, free chemicals, and a cash discount. And with models starting at $4,995, there will never be a better time to own a Thermospas hot tub. So call now and ask about this limited-time offer. Call Thermospas today at 800-625-4922 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-625-4922. Thermospas, hot tubs designed to improve your life. Call 800-625-4922 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. It's calling the shot. I believe that the Thursday and Friday, the first Thursday and Friday of March Madness, those games would be, begin at like 12.30 p.m. Eastern, okay? I believe that there should be no classes on those two days past 12 o'clock. So I'm not saying to cancel all classes because, let's be honest, not everyone likes sports. I might even say, you know, 8 to 1. You can miss a little bit of the first game. I'm cool with that. Weekdays, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Back here, Scout Fantasy Sports, Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Check out ScoutFantasySports.com right now. We got a mock draft up for the upcoming NFL draft, which is 
three weeks away. We're right around the corner there. So we'll finally get some homes for these exciting rookies and determine where to draft them. So you can check out that mock draft, weekly rankings from Sean Childs, baseball articles from myself and Dr. Otto, and you can ask your questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want, specifically catered to your league. And scoutdfs.com for every DFS sport going on now, including baseball. These guys have been on fire. The article is up for today from Chris Rose, The Cycle. There'll be more uh, later, right before lineup block, as we get some lineups finalized. So check us out, scoutfantasysports.com, scoutdfs.com. These guys are on fire. Take advantage and win that money. Uh, We want you to share it. And uh, guys who have had success, Chris Rose made the uh, FanDuel Finals last year for baseball. And uh, he'll be joining us on the show throughout the season to give you the insight and picks you need. With Major League Baseball season now in full swing, it's time to swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball with DailyRoto.com. Become their eighth $1 million winner or another one of the countless number of people who have won hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars using DailyRoto.com to help set their DraftKings or FanDuel MLB lineups. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount and you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, the use of lineup optimizers that have already produced millions in DFS winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Good thing. About this time slot here is we get to go over some of the projected lineups for the upcoming day, which is very helpful, even in your seasonal DFS league, uh, seasonal leagues, where you might be in a daily format and you have some guys that you know are going to sit against certain pitchers. And if you're getting ready to play the night in DFS, that's uh, very important to kind of look at the lineups and it can give you a value play. It can boost the value of a player. So We will be able to give you a lot of those lineups on a given day. So let's kick it off looking at some of the lineups for tonight. First game is at 6.35 p.m. Eastern. It might not be on some of the uh, slates, so make sure you check wherever you're playing TFS to see. Uh, Jordan Zimmerman on the mound for the Tigers against Masahiro Tanaka. For the Tigers, Josh Harrison leads off. He's playing second base. Nicholas Castellano in right field, batting second. Miguel Cabrera is the DH hitting third. Hammer Candelario is at third base hitting cleanup. John Hicks playing first base today hitting fifth. Christian Stewart in left field hitting sixth. Peterson's in center field batting seventh. Griner behind the plate hitting eighth. And Jordy Mercer is at shortstop hitting ninth. For the banged up Yankees, Brett Gardner's in center field leading off. Obviously, he is going to continue to see playing time. I know some people have been frustrated with him hitting leadoff, thinking that he should hit at the bottom of the lineup. But with all these injuries, it's probably going to keep him in that leadoff spot for the time being. At right field, batting second, Aaron Judge. Luke Voigt at first base, batting third. Glaber Torres is at shortstop hitting cleanup. And this was one of the reasons I didn't really like him is I didn't think he would hit this high in the order. But with all of the injuries now, Torres goes from a guy hitting seventh or eighth, at least for today, hitting cleanup. That's definitely going to be a boost to his value. And that was one of my concerns. But... Uh, I've kind of mentioned that before the year. The batting order is very fluid. And, you know, talent usually rises to the top. You know, one of the that, – that's been one of the issues with a guy like Victor Robles. People are like, oh, he's hitting ninth. I actually think it's better that he hits ninth than eighth 
because he's not in front of the pitcher. They'll let him run. And we all know injuries happen. Adam Eaton is a guy that has not had a history of staying healthy. So you could see Robles hitting leadoff at some point. So it didn't deter me from drafting a guy like Robles, who I only have in one league. I wanted him. I finally got him in a, a draft a couple weeks ago. But, uh, you know, it is a lesson here that injuries are going to happen across baseball. And, you know, it easily couldn't have happened. Maybe they stayed healthy and Torres remained seven or eight. I yeah. think I was not high on Torres because of that. And it might turn out to really work out for the Torres owners because, obviously, with the Stanton injury, Hicks being out, and now Andujar, it pushes Torres up. So really good for his value here. DJ LeMahieu at third base batting fifth. Mike Talkman in left field hitting six. Clint Frazier in the lineup today as the DH batting seventh. Obviously, he's going to see increased playing time. Tyler Wades at second base hitting eighth. And Austin Romine behind the plate catching. So no Gary Sanchez in the lineup tonight. Man, who would have thought this would be the Yankees lineup on April 2nd? It's amazing how injuries can really change the game. And uh, you're seeing it with the Yankees right now. Milwaukee's in Cincinnati to take on the Reds. This game is a 6.40 p.m. Eastern start. Shasin on the mound against Anthony DiSclefani making his season debut for the Brewers. Lorenzo Cain in center field leading off. Christian Yelich in right field batting second. Travis Shaw at third base batting third. Jesus Aguiar at first base hitting cleanup. Mike Moustak is at second base hitting fifth. And, you know, he's struggled a little bit turning the double play. And I think we knew that was going to happen. But for fantasy, we don't care. As long as he's in the lineup and hitting He's going to put up big numbers this year. Yasmani Grandal catching, hitting sixth. Ben Gamble gets to start in left field tonight, so no Ryan Braun. This is two times in the last three games that Braun has sat. Orlando Arcia's at shortstop, hitting eighth, and Shasin on the mound, hitting ninth. For the Reds, Jesse Winker back in the lineup tonight. He set out a couple games. He's leading off playing left field. Joey Votto at first base, batting second. Yasiel Puig in right field, hitting third. Eugenio Suarez at third base hitting cleanup. Scott Shebler, who's been leading off recently, he's in center field batting fifth. Derek Dietrich gets the start at second base hitting sixth. Tucker Barnhart is the catcher hitting seventh. Jose Peraza moved down to the eighth spot tonight, I guess, because they wanted the left-handed bat of Dietrich against the righty six. Peraza's generally been hitting sixth, but he's eighth tonight. And Di Sclafani on the mound hitting ninth. Phillies in Washington. Zach Eflin against Max Scherzer. Of course, the big story here. Bryce Harper makes his return to Washington tonight. Andrew McCutcheon leads off in left field for the Phillies. Gene Segura at short, batting second. Bryce Harper in right field, hitting third. Reese Hoskins at first base, hitting cleanup. JT Romuto at catcher, hitting fifth. Odabel Herrera in center field, hitting sixth. Cesar Hernandez hitting seventh at second base. Mikel Franco at third base, hitting eighth. And Eflin on the mound. If I'm not mistaken, I think the Phillies have had the same lineup outside of the pitcher. That was one of the things going into the year where we were like, it's Gabe Kapler. He could switch up the lineup quite a bit, but we have not seen that so far. He's stuck with the same lineup. Obviously, they've off to a good start here, and uh, that could be one of the reasons why. Uh, for the Nationals, Adam Eaton leading off in right field. Trey Turner is at short, batting second. Juan Soto in left field, hitting third. Anthony Rendon at third base, hitting fourth. Matt Adams, as you heard Steve Renner say, very cheap play on Fandle tonight. He is batting fifth at first base. Ryan Zimmerman gets the night off. Jan Gomes at catcher hitting sixth. Brian Dozier at second, hitting seventh. Max Scherzer on the mound hitting eighth. And Victor Robles in center field batting ninth. Orioles playing the Blue Jays tonight. Uh, for the Orioles on the mound is Andrew Kashner, Cedric Mullins in center field leading off. 
Uh, Smith in left field hitting second. Jonathan Villar at shortstop hitting third. He's off to a good start. Homer yesterday. Trey Mancini also off to a good start. He's the DH hitting cleanup. Rio Ruiz is at third base batting fifth. Joey Rickard in right field hitting sixth. Chris Davis at first base batting seventh. Jesus Sucre catching hitting ninth. And Hanser Alberto at second base hitting ninth for the Orioles. No lineup for the Blue Jays yet, obviously, with the trade today. That could be one of the factors here. So if we do have it before the end of the show, we'll get that to you. The Mets in Miami to take on the Marlins. Jason Vargas against Jose Urena. For the Mets, Brandon Nimmo back in the starting lineup in left field leading off. Jeff McNeil is at third base, hitting second tonight. Robinson Cano at second base, batting third. Michael Conforto cleanup in right field. Wilson Ramos is catching, hitting fifth. Dominic Smith at first base tonight, hitting six. So the red-hot Pete Alonso gets the day off. They want to try and get Dominic Smith in the lineup. And we see this early in the year. Managers really like to get everyone involved. You don't want guys sitting too much. So uh, definitely seems like a bad time to take Alonso out because he's been hitting. But Dominic Smith starting tonight. Ahmed Rosario at shortstop, hitting seventh. Juan Lagares another start in center field. He had a home run yesterday. He's hitting eighth. And Jason Vargas on the mound, batting ninth for the Mets. For the Marlins, Miguel Rojas at shortstop leading off. Curtis Granderson in left field, batting second. Brian Anderson is at third base, hitting third. Starlin Castro in the lineup, hitting cleanup at second base. Martin Prado at first base, batting fifth. Jorge Alfaro catching, hitting sixth. Luis Brinson in center field, batting seventh. So much for his hot spring. Once again, a terrible start. Peter O'Brien in right field hitting eighth, and Urena on the mound, batting ninth for the Marlins. The Rockies in Tampa Bay, they're starting off on the road. We haven't seen any course field yet. The offense is struggling. Charlie Blackman leading off in right field. Garrett Hampson moved up in the order. He's at second base, batting second tonight against the lefty. Nolan Arenado at third base, hitting third. Trevor Story at short, hitting cleanup. David Dahl in left field batting fifth. Ian Desmond in center field hitting sixth. Mark Reynolds gets the start at first base against lefty Ryan McMahon sits tonight. Chris Iannetta catching batting eighth. And Pat Valaika, the DH, hitting ninth for the Rockies. For the Rays, they're opposing the left-hander Freeland. So we see a lot of right-handed bats in there. Only one lefty in there tonight. Yandy Diaz at first base leading off. He's a guy that's been hitting cleanup uh, but getting a lot of playing time. Tommy Pham in left field batting second. Robertson at second base, batting third. Avisil Garcia is the DH hitting cleanup. Mike Zunino hitting fifth tonight at catcher. He's been at the bottom of the order. Heredia is in right field, hitting sixth. Willie Adamas at shortstop, batting seventh. Kevin Kiermaier, who homered yesterday, he's in center field, hitting eighth, a guy that we're used to seeing up the top of the order. But with this new team, uh, new look Rays team, he has been hitting near the bottom. Arroyo at third base tonight, hitting ninth for the... Rays were off to a really good start. Uh, again, a team that I like. I think they have a pretty good year here, uh, as they usually do. Uh, Texas is home to take on the Astros, as we got Justin Verlander against Shelby Miller. Don't see a lineup for the Astros yet. For the Rangers, Shinsu Chu is leading off playing left field tonight. He's been sitting against lefties, but he's in there against Verlander. Rugnet Odor at second base, hitting second. Elvis Andrews at short, hitting third. Nomar Mazzara in right field hitting cleanup. Joey Gallo is the DH tonight hitting fifth. Estrubal Cabrera is at third base batting sixth. Ronald Guzman at first base hitting seventh. Jeff Mathis is the catcher hitting eighth. And Delano DeShields in center field batting ninth. The Twins are in Kansas City to take on the Royals. And again, this change uh, I put in my weekend recap, which comes out on Monday. 
Uh, I know a lot of people maybe have not seen it, but it is not Kyle Gibson today. Jose Barrios was pushed up. Gibson will go tomorrow, so Barrios should get a two-start week as they skip their fifth starter here with some of the days off early on. So it's Jose Barrios against Brad Keller. Max Kepler leading off at right field. Jorge Polanco is the shortstop batting second tonight. Nelson Cruz is the DH hitting third. Eddie Rosario in left field hitting cleanup. CJ Crone at first base hitting fifth. Barwin Gonzalez at third hitting sixth. Jonathan Scope at second base hitting seventh. Jason Castro behind the plate hitting eighth. And Byron Buxton in center field batting ninth. For the Royals, Whit Merrifield leads off in right field. Alberto Montesi at short, batting second. Alex Gordon in the left field, hitting third. Jorge Soler is the DH hitting cleanup. Soler's a guy I talked about in the preseason. Liked him a lot. He was generally going rounds 20-21. And a guy that's going to play every day. And if you remember last year, before he got hurt, he was actually hitting pretty well. So Soler, nice value. Uh, we got to see him stay healthy. But with Merrifield, Montesi in front of him, those guys are going to run a lot. Soler should have a lot of RBI opportunities. Ryan O'Hearn is at first base, hitting fifth tonight. Uh, Chris Owings at second base, hitting sixth. We got uh, Hunter Dozier at third base, batting seventh. Martin Maldonado at catcher, hitting eighth. And Billy Hamilton in center field, batting ninth tonight for the Kansas City Royals. So those are uh, the early lineups that we have right now. Uh, Still waiting on the Blue Jays and the Astros. And then, of course, tonight you got... A's and Red Sox, Chris Sale on the mound against Mike Fire. So we'll be watching that Chris Sale start uh, closely to see where the velocity's at. Obviously, the A's got some big right-handed bats, but I do expect the Red Sox bats to get going tonight against Mike Fires. I know they've struggled. Tough road trip to start the year. The Angels are in Seattle at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern. Trevor Cahill on the mound against Marco Gonzalez, who has pitched pretty well so far. The Diamondbacks are in San Diego, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern. Zach Greinke looking to rebound off that first start. His velocity was down. He's never a guy that throws that hard anyway. We've kind of been through this with Greinke before over the last several years. I didn't invest in him. I didn't like the price tag, but interested to see what he can do tonight. Eric Lauer looks to follow up that good season debut against the Giants at home tonight against the Diamondbacks. Uh, The Giants in L.A. to take on the Dodgers. Madison Bumgarner, who was very impressive in his first start, a guy that a lot of people were worried about in fantasy this year. He was someone that really got pushed down the draft board and threw a lot of uh, change-ups in his first start. Interested to see how he goes against this Dodgers lineup that has been red hot. Only two runs last night on Chris Taylor and Alex Verdugo home runs. Uh, The ball has been flying out of there in L.A. So, again, want to see if Bumgarner can back up that good start. And Hinjin Ryu on the mound for the Dodgers. Uh, He's been excellent when healthy. And we all know, for those that drafted him, we knew he was going to miss time this year. He was excellent in his first start. Good matchup here uh, against the uh, Giants here tonight. Uh, Some other news, Jonathan Loasiga will be called up. He will start on Wednesday for the Yankees against the Tigers. Uh, so that's something to uh, to keep an eye on there if you're streaming. Uh, and uh, looks like the Yankees have asked Greg Bird to take some reps at third base. So he said he hasn't played third base since high school. Uh, the Yankees obviously trying to figure some things out here. It would still be DJ LeMahieu, I would think, primarily at third base. And Bird, the other issue is, you know, you move him to another position, you got to worry about the injury factor with him. This is a guy that has not shown the ability to stay healthy. And even when he has been playing, you know, he has not been great. He's still striking out a lot. His swing is definitely catered to 
that ballpark there at Yankee Stadium, but uh, can he handle it every day? And it's a lot to ask of a player during the season to pick up a position like that. So we'll see what they do there. And uh, Andrew Har had said that he feels like surgery is not necessary and he feels better. But again, you've got to be very careful with players and their optimism. These guys all think they can play through things. And then a couple days later, they wound up getting surgery. So you're not out of the woods yet if you are a owner of Miguel Andujar. But uh, again, Bird was working out at third base, watching some video now. But he said he hasn't played third base since uh, high school. So we've seen that could definitely be a tricky uh, job uh, to do there. But either way, you know, DJ LeMahieu uh, is going to get a lot more playing time. Uh, it's a good lineup, and he's hitting fifth today. I don't know if that's going to continue, but... If LeMayu's going to get the playing time in the Yankee lineup, certainly looks like someone that will be picked up. I wasn't convinced uh, before the year. I didn't think that he would uh, be in the lineup consistently, but obviously injuries have changed things. Uh, CeCe Sabathia threw four innings yesterday, 49 pitches. They expect him to be back sometimes in mid-April. Luis Severino still some ways away, and Dylan Betances will be facing hitters soon, and he shouldn't be uh, too long uh, to be back to help that Yankees bullpen. You can check us out, scoutfantasysports.com, as well as scoutdfs.com. That wraps it up here. I'll be back Wednesday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern, with Dr. Otto here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.